Welcome to the After Party with the Sober Capes, where anything goes. Come hang out with us every Thursday, Thursday, while we sip our favorite booze-free beverage and talk candidly about our lives and sobriety and our party girl pasts. And let's get the After Party started. Welcome to the After Party 2021 edition. Welcome, episode 38, What's Good? I'm your co-host, Big Kate. And I am your co-host, Little Kate. Little Kate, what's good? What's good? Today is the first day back in a couple of weeks for us. Yes, it's so nice to see your face again. It I is- haven't seen it since the last time we recorded. So. I know, you've been in, in a different country and out of sight, out of mind. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I look forward to that when I move permanently. <laughs> it's going to be a real effort for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's good is I'm just, I enjoyed my break. I actually took time off from work and had a very relaxing, enjoyable time and a great Christmas. And I am ready to get back to the grind um, and start fulfilling and living my dream life. Before we get more into that, what are you drinking today? Oh, God. I'm drinking dry botanical bubbly ginger flavor. Comes in a can. And I got this at, you know, I love my little different like food stores. So I checked this one out and they had a lot of different stuff. So I'm excited. Yeah, you, you always get the most exotic drinks. That's like my thing now. It is, it really is your thing. Traveling and finding like the local non-alcoholic beverages. Yeah. But I'm going to miss that because this is my last couple weeks of traveling and then I return home. Forever virtual. Yes. Until my next move, but for a while. Finally planting my feet on the ground a little bit. I'm someone that like, likes stability, so you know, going to a different town every week, staying in a different hotel. Does it really jive with that too much? So Yeah. Not having like your own bed or being able to like do your laundry any day you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is going to be a real good um, improvement on your life, I hope. I think so. And then I also get to probably spend more time with my husband. So that's the perks of being remote. Like you can work anywhere and they won't know if you're in Canada. That's true. That's really nice. There's some really good sales to Vancouver right now. Come visit. Yeah. I meant for you, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can't. I can't write. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not Canadian. So I can say that my sister wife lives there. There you go. Um, So how are you feeling? How was your uh, time off? So it's kind of funny. I don't even remember like what I said. I think we talked about resolutions our last episode, but I don't even remember like what mine were. (laughs) I don't either, to be honest with you. Like, so I went to uh, Vancouver to visit with Derek uh, for 14 days. So when I visit there, I have to stay there for a minimum of 15 days. You have to quarantine for 14. So we quarantined for 14 days. I left at 630 in the morning on my 15th day right out of quarantine. So I would say that our time together was just incredible. It was just like this big, like love fest, like just us being like obsessed with each other, locked in an apartment, 
it was so nice and it was just so perfect and like we both really needed that and uh everything was good until uh january 5th i want to say which happened to be our of course our six Six month wedding anniversary and like leading up to that day like things were just so blissful and like i was just like out of my mind happy just it was really great but then january 5th let's see what happened things were kind of like unraveling you know, I got some really pretty much very bad and very bad news about a family that was kind of is kind of like my second family. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, but mm-hmm. and then also too, my husband got canceled on social media on Twitter. Yes. Hellscape that Twitter is more on that later. And then the next day, the Capitol was stormed. So it's just like everything all at once. And it just like all weighed really heavy on me. So like the last couple of days that I was even there, I like stayed in bed pretty much like the entire day. So it was I like just, a, a media storm hit you at once. Yeah. And it was just like so overwhelming, especially followed by that many days, just like perfection. So, and then, oh, um, I think that's what they call life. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. But it's so funny because like I said, I don't remember what my resolutions were, but like lately I've been, it's, I call them like non-stoner stoner thoughts where it's like, I'm constantly in my head lately. Like, oh my God, like life is such a miracle. It's just a miracle that we even exist. <laughs> and like, just thinking about like how the body has to work to survive and like, the stars <laughs> and the planets and um, and those were your stoner thoughts though too when you used that to is smoke. True, yeah. <laughs> so like it's still there and then um I'm just like it's kind of like how I was like early sobriety where I'm just like I just like my goals for this year is just like I just want to like lead in love and just like be positive and like get rid of not like obviously I can't get rid of the negative you know I still have a very dark sense of humor so I don't want that to go anywhere but you know, just leading my life with good intention and taking care of myself. And so the antidepressants are working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there's my report. What has it been? 40 days probably. Yeah. And it's like your whole mindset's shifting. Yes. Uh, I've even like been able to start working out eating healthy, like most of the time I would say. Uh, which is, you know, important for me too. And hopefully, you know, once I transition back to being home that I can keep that going more often. And I have, you know, the, some anxiety has started to creep back in a little bit, but, you know, still reporting back on my Prozac, you know, it's, it's kind of been life-changing for me, especially if you, if you've been listening this long and you can probably even hear just like, in my voice and just everything. So and I'm yeah, just like, you're like alert. And, yeah. <laughs> and before you're like, yeah, um, things are okay. <laughs> I'm depressive aggressive. <laughs> I'm drinking well, water again. Just tap water from the hotel. <laughs> yes. I'm glad that they're working for you. It's Thank a little you. miracle, miracle pill. Little miracle pill, but just for me, not. For everyone. Yeah. yeah. There's I mean, a shit it's, ton of SSRIs and 
trial and error this isn't your first go at it so I'm glad that something's finally like sticking and feeling good so you don't like lose hope like noticeably see a difference yeah and you're not doomed to think like this is how I am right which is what it was for so long just like Mm -hmm. you know life can never get better than this and this is just who I am and I was always just you know no I never felt really like emotion I don't know it's it's really hard to explain but no I get it because I usually feel those emotions you're describing every day like I want to cry just looking at the things I love yes thinking well, like isn't this amazing yeah that's what I'm like now but it's like <laughs> before I got on the Prozac it was my emotions were completely just like all over the place it's where I could be like in a matter of 10 minutes be like oh my god isn't life amazing and then 10 minutes later be like I'm fucking doomed like this is the worst and Mm -hmm. so it's nice to be stable even if it's just like yeah I'm on some happy pills but (laughs) if it's working it's working it is yeah kudos here's the 2021 yeah so what's up with you what's good um what's good Kate. <laughs> we both work in this industry, Katie. You know how it is. <laughs> um, so this week, actually, by the time this drops, tomorrow is my four-year sober anniversary. Woo-woo, four <laughs> years. <laughs> Which is so weird to think. And I just said it yesterday hiking to my husband that Friday is my four-year sober anniversary, and Monday is our Sunday is our eight-year anniversary. So I'm like, it's officially been fifty percent with drunk me and fifty percent with sober me. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird to think like it still feels like a new journey. Like, yeah, I'm sober, but like it's been four years. It's a long time. That's your whole high school that career. Is, yeah, for most. And- yeah, it's interesting to think like at some point we'll reach that point where it's like we didn't drink for as long as we did drink. Right. And it's like I'm still secure in it and it's more so just um, something that I don't have to actively think about. And I do still get thoughts about like I got one last week about like I used to go play pool and take shots of fireball and drink angry orchards in the afternoon at this one bar with my husband, then boyfriend. And I'm like, I miss that. But I think I just miss, I, you know what I think it is with drinking it, the sense of no responsibilities. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking too. It's just like, it was probably cause it was just like such a carefree Sunday. Right. And it's like, it's scared any, scared any, um, Sunday scaries away and when you started drinking, you really didn't care about anything else going on. So you just felt like carefree. You didn't have any responsibilities. Whereas now adulthood responsibilities are everywhere. <laughs> so that is certainly true. I think it's, I'm identifying like what I miss about it. I, and it's like, yeah, sometimes you do want to numb out those feelings. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. But I think that's totally normal. And I don't think that we should you know, get too down on ourselves for 
wanting to numb out those feelings. Like it's, is that thing that's a compute completely human thing to do? And I, yeah. I still do it all the time, whether it's with TV or sleep or just staring. Sometimes I just stare. Yeah. You know, and staring is a lot less dangerous than getting drunk. So <laughs> unless you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Kidding. I wouldn't do either of those while, I was while you're driving. driving, staring or drinking. Yeah, I'd stay away from those. Um, I think it's just a lot is telling about like what is going on in our country and like what is our modern times. Like you do want to just turn off your brain sometimes. Right. So I do still get those thoughts. I don't want people to think that like after four years, it's like, I'm good. Like life is great. And I'm not that person anymore. It's like, no, I did supplement with a lot of like Christmas cookies this season like lots, <laughs> a lot of Christmas cookies. Like a lot, and then <laughs> once those were gone, I did go out and buy more cookies for myself. So nice. managing in other ways. Yeah, but whatever. Whatever. Okay. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I've actually been having a lot of drunk dreams lately, and I wonder if it's because of the holidays or what. But it's always kind of the same. I always have the same drunk dream too, where it's like- That you're I, trying to get to work? No. Oh. <laughs> that I like secretly kind of drank or like drank around other people that didn't know I was sober. Yeah, you and then, the shame. And then I would be like, well, I don't have to reset my counter. Like no one knows about it. Oh, shame and sneaky. Yeah. I even had one where I was like, I had to go through like the whole- talk with like Derek where it was like we I was drinking but and he wasn't like he wasn't like no you shouldn't do it but he was like I'm not gonna do it so oh god yeah and they've been a lot more lately so I don't know what it is if it's the holidays or if it's just because it's not like so I'm not really ever around drinking anymore so it's not like I'm triggered in that way like your subconscious is just seeing it and bringing up memories or yeah, being tempted at, at, by it at all. Right. But it's Girl. really, really disturbing. Mine are always that I'm drinking and I'm like three hours away from work and I have to be in at work in like 20 minutes. And what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds familiar. I don't know. <laughs> real anxious in that dream yeah um so let's dive into a little bit of a topic we're going to talk about this week so speaking of numbing uh something that i have guilty simultaneously numbed myself and also unplugged myself from when it gets to be too much yeah is social media yay yay our favorite So both of us have (laughs) a kind of sorted relationship probably with, you know, social media, starting with when we both signed up for Facebook (laughs) together and just what, like 15 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah. Yep. And we would compete with each other for how many people were on our walls and how many friends we had. And, you know, that was 15 years ago, which is wild to think about. And that was the first year that Facebook was created. 
was 2005. So we were like the first generation of like, you had to have a college email to get on it. So all of this that we have nowadays that we see with like younger generations of like trying to get likes and friends and like they equate their social or their self-worth with their social media. That wasn't really like around back then, but we were still doing that just with each other. Right. And also too, like it honestly, like when it was just the college thing, it was great. Like we found, I think we found a lot of friends through mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, yeah. And connected with a lot of people that way. But yeah, it, you know, it went downhill fast. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's a monster with 18 heads now. Yeah. Um, so in case any of you haven't noticed on our Instagram, posts have been lacking. <laughs> yeah. I think when we first started the Instagram, we both were excited to like get into this sober Insta world and um, help people out. And we weren't really concerned with like aesthetics or content we kind of were just posting whatever we felt like it. So also too, though, when we started our Instagram, the Sober Kates, what, three, almost four years ago now, you know, that wasn't really, aesthetic wasn't like a thing. It wasn't like, oh, let me go into Lightroom and have the same filter on every single thing. And it wasn't like you post three things a day or whatever. So you make it all look uniform. Like, yeah. No. Uh, it was a chance, like, for us to connect with other sober people and away from our private Instagrams and also share our story. I get our story out there. Yes. And it felt safer, I think, back then to be more vulnerable and put yourself out there. And we would get kickback from people to like, that just like criticisms that people didn't agree with us. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, since neither of us are very active on social media, it was kind of like the first experience with like- Any like content or digital confrontation, like judgment on our parts. Right. Because even like our personal social medias before this, I got off Facebook in 2012. And I, I think I went back like one day and stirred the pot and then <laughs> deactivated yeah, you came it. back and you're like, y'all still suck. <laughs> right. So, um, but like, I don't, I, when I was on it, I wasn't like poking any bears on there and like speaking my mind and trying to like rock the boat. I was more of a viewer than a doer. Yeah. So I just liked watching any drama that there was or for the most part, people just got on my nerves over sharing. Yeah, that's what it is too for me. So, you know, with the political climate right now, and then after everything that happened with last week with their getting canceled, I was just like, you know what? I fucking hate social media. I need to, I wanted to get off of it for a while and I always end up going back onto it. But um, just for me to constantly like it's bad enough. Like I have anxiety. So my thoughts are constantly running through my head. Mm-hmm. And then just like reading every, like people just put like whatever thought comes into their mind and just like. Right. It's when people get behind their phones or keyboards, they have some sort of courage or confidence that 
especially people that know you that they otherwise would never even just text you and say that. Right. So it's a lot people portray someone totally different than they are in real life. Right. And that's like a huge thing too. Like that, you know, social media is just like so fake. Yeah. And it's a lie. Right. And that is what is hard for me, especially on our own page in the beginning, we were posting more, but it's like, I feel uncomfortable posting things that I know aren't authentic to me. So if I can't think of anything that like is speaking to me to post, like I won't make a post just to make a post. Right. And neither will I. I'm like, I don't even think that I've made one in a while. Yeah. So guys, thanks for sticking with us. I think for me, it's, I, the, I just become, I'm getting more and more private Mm -hmm. and it's hard for me because I'm married to someone that is one of those people that like shares every opinion, every single thing they're doing, you know, and I've had to ask him like, can you not share that about me? And, you know, I feel bad like policing him, but I just become more and more private where like, I won't accept people's friend requests from high school that I haven't talked to since high school. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to be friends with people that I don't interact with. I don't want to, you know, I just, I'm so tired of it. And it's a shame that everything is just revolved around it. Um, So I think now like this podcast is a safer space for me to express myself. It's like probably funny for people to hear like that I'm a private person, but (laughs) then I get on here and I'm like talking about we both are yeah. very private people. Yeah. But I think like, like if someone's listening to this, like if you're listening to this, like I'm thinking you probably want to hear what I'm saying. So yeah. And like, it, did we confirm is anybody listening to this or we're just talking to each other still? Right. And you know what? There's no, with this too, it's safer because there's no like immediate feedback. Yes. You're not sitting there refreshing, waiting for likes. Everybody does it. If you don't comments aren't rushing in reviews right. that we suck aren't rushing in <laughs> that's another thing too it's just like I I get the anxiety like I can't post anything because it's like well what if no one likes this what if it's not received well well and I think a lot lately is you've said it to me a couple of times how come when you post things you get more likes than when I post things right and I'm like like I fucking know. No, I, well, it just seems like they, people really resonate with everything that you post. Maybe it's just, maybe I figured out the algorithm. We'll never know. <laughs> maybe we don't know. And that's like an, it's hard guys sharing an Instagram too, because like we said on Facebook, we were so competitive with each other that it's like hard to break that. Cause I will look at pictures of like her wedding and I'm like, are they getting more likes than me in my wedding dress? <laughs> yeah, well, I like you they're... never want to like pin each other against because we're like on the same account, <laughs> but it's like, it takes a mental toll on you. It does. And so like big props to people that are able to produce content every single day. Like you're wild. Yeah. Uh, that's not for us. Like our Sober Kate's Instagram is, you know, it's, about sobriety, but I think 
more now about like mental health and like the things that we're working on personally. And, you know, that's why, you know, I'll share like a lot of like inner child stuff or just like wisdom that I come across. Um, you know, it just, I hate to say this, but like our Instagram isn't a business. <laughs> right. Right. Like we've made $0 off of any content that we've made. So for us, it's, it's less of a job and more of a, like, this is who we are and who we want to be. And there's ebbs and flows just like in everybody's life. And like in the summer we were posting more and then it slows down and we have to find that balance of like, what, what are people going to resonate with that? Like we can give them. Right. And it's like, we're four years into this now. How much more can we say? Guys, like we're not that cool. (laughs) We're really not. We've only jumped from planes, bungee jumped, uh, gone on helicopter rides, had three got married, got married in a pandemic. <laughs> I slipped that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another part of it for me is so I'm off Facebook. I feel better. Mm-hmm. I'm off Twitter. I feel better. Instagram for me is just like pictures. So it's like, just a visual stimulation yeah it's like more like the scrolling yeah yeah yeah. anything so yeah I don't tend to read a lot of people's long captions no sorry guys sorry guys unless it's like something that catches my eye obviously but I think also too that the feeling of being scared to put yourself out there you could get canceled easily Mm -hmm. just from one post right and it's And we're not saying like we can't express ourselves and say our um, unpopular opinions. No, it's you can't even make a joke that's, I think most, I think some jokes are benign and you can't even make a joke without, if one person wants you canceled, they can rally a mob and cancel you. Right. And it's like usually out of, you know, depth. Definitely a lot of people deserve to be canceled, but, you know, it's usually something that's out of context and, you know, it just, and then you're just labeled that forever. Yeah. It's, it's the, the society as a whole, especially with like the campaign that just happened, the presidential election, what just happened last week, everybody is, uh, I think we're going back to a place where everybody wants to see everything black and white not i i just mean that in the sense of like you agree or you disagree or it is this or it isn't and there's no gray areas anymore right and going back to my human beings are miracles train of thought is you know we're all so nuanced and we all have such different backgrounds and we're just like screaming at each other and not having any dialogue and it's scary and it's divisive and it's rarely a learning opportunity anymore. And uh, I saw this comment today on this girl that I follow. She's so sweet. She's from Atlanta. Her husband died last year from ALS. He was in his like mid thirties and that was her life was his caregiver. 
And now she's like posting, she's still posting and like sharing her lives with like thousands of people. And someone had posted like, girl, you need to eat some meat. Like you're so skinny. And she's like, no, I'm fine. They're like, I used to have an eating disorder. I know the signs. Like I can see them go eat some meat, like, and color your hair while you're at it. Jeez. It's like, you know, nothing about me. Everybody. But then it's like, well, like, what are we supposed to do? Because if you're just putting all your information out there on the internet, like, does that mean you deserve anything that you're going to get back? I don't, my grandmom always used to tell me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Right. So sometimes I don't understand why, like, people are, like, behind their phones, like, ooh, I know what I'm going to say to her. Right. Like, to strangers. Right. And my thing is, too, is just, like, all these people that have this imposing moral high ground, that like, they are so saintly and have never done anything wrong. Like if you are calling someone a name, I better not find out that you, um, you know, have also done something similar or. Yeah. Like yep. none of us, like we can all, like all of us act like such good people on the internet, but how many people are actually like that person off the internet? You know, we put out, we only put the, out the highlight reel. What's good with um, our lives and no one ever sees the other shit. So like, right. we, don't, we don't know anything. It's like, you're so connected with all these people and you, you really don't know anything about them. It just, no. this social media, it just creates this, like this fakeness where it's like, you feel like you're close to people. And cause you like comment back and forth on each other's pictures or whatever, mm-hmm. but like, I can't stress this enough that like social media is a lie. Yep. Um, even like we've been seeing recently is like some people that we follow, like if you dig, if you dive deeper and look at like, you know, maybe you should check who else they follow or if they have a personal private account <laughs> and see what they're saying. Um, and, you know, sometimes you might find that this person that you're like idolizing on uh, Instagram actually doesn't truly align with your goals and your beliefs and your morals. Yeah. And that's okay. And it's okay. I, I want people to feel empowered to people have been saying it for like a year or two, but unfollow the accounts that you don't want to see their stuff. And like you, just because everybody else is following them, you don't have to follow them. If like, you don't get warm and fuzzy when you see what they're posting. I've had to, I've, unfollowed um a lot of people that I know in my personal life I've muted them so it, like we're still following each other but I don't see any of their posts oh I have so many people on mute because I just like uh, if if you're not in my like inner circle I'm not that invested in what's going on in your life so if I don't agree with what you're posting or I whatever you're posting sent like sends a little trigger through my body, then I like shouldn't have to put myself through seeing that. Bye. And it's not, it's not a should I, it's not, I shouldn't have to, it's, I choose not to trigger myself if I'm going on social media platforms. Right. And I saw something the other day that was like, if you're more worried about, you know, how someone feels, if you unfriend them, then 
you know, how you are about seeing their stuff, then, you know, what is that? What is that? <laughs> right. That's it's codependency. Right. Right. Like you need to protect yourself first, always. And most likely that person won't even notice. And if they do and confront you, be like, I just don't agree with what you're saying or seeing your, yeah, seeing your content is driving me up a fucking wall. Yep. Goodbye. Uh, Bye bye. (laughs) Yeah, I'm 2020. I in front of a lot of people and muted them. Yeah, 2020 was the year of mute. (laughs) Um, but guys, seriously. We'll do as much as we can on our account. If you want to see us post stuff that is not X-rated and you want to see, <laughs> you want to see, like, tell us what you like when we post or what resonates for you or what helps you. And we'll try, like, if sometimes we just need direction, I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just two best friends chatting with each other. Yeah. I mean, I will post pictures. I'll make it a dog account. That's what you guys you already have one of those. <laughs> you know that that I just flashed back when you said no, we won't post X-rated stuff. Yeah. And when we were freshmen, and that lady, the security guard, was like trying to get us to pose naked. Pose naked for her money or yeah, for money. So naive we were. Tasteful naked pictures. Wasn't she saying that? I have no idea, but or, we probably would have been. Friend like, wanted enough. to paint us. They wanted to get us on the casting couch. Yeah, it would have, you know, it would have taken a direction probably. We wouldn't have been prepared for. Wow, we did a lot of things, but we were like, "Uh, we don't think so. We highly considered it, though. I know, because she said $100 each, I think. And at that point, we were paying for Maverick cigarettes and pennies, so. So we're like, $100? All I got to do is get naked? You won't see our faces? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! That was a good one. Yes. All right. So you don't have to go home, but you gotta sign off. You gotta, yeah. Unplug, mute yourself, go outside. Yeah. Beautiful. Make 2021 the year of unsocial media. Oh, she did it. <laughs> uh, what's good? What's good, Kate? Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining the after party brought to you by the Sober Kates. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to keep the after party going, follow us on Instagram at the Sober Kates.